it's always my fault. I invite you to join me in prayer. God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of each of our hearts be pleasing to you, for you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. This morning, we start a four-week sermon series on Salty. We are looking at the Sermon on the Mount. It begins with the Beatitudes, and we are actually going to jump in right after those Beatitudes. So we're going to begin this morning just straight with the scripture reading. Hear these words from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 5, verses 13 through 16. You are the salt of the earth, but if salt loses its saltiness, how will it become salty again? It's good for nothing except to be thrown away and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city on the top of a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a basket. Instead, they put it on top of a lampstand, and it shines on all who are in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before people so they can see the good things you do and praise your Father who is in heaven. This is the word of God for the people of God. Let the church say, thanks be to God. When we read this specific passage of scripture, we might do well to take note that it occurs, like I said, right after the Beatitudes, the, the part of scripture that says, blessed are the meek, blessed are the peacemakers. Jesus is already teaching the disciples, the crowds, the people that he has come into the world to be counterculture. He has come to turn tables and to challenge the status quo. The ones you look down on, the meek, the peacemakers, they are actually blessed. The section we just read about, the part about salt and light, reminds the audience and us, the readers, who we are. Jesus does not say, one day you will be the salt of the earth. Jesus doesn't say, one day you will be the light of the world. Jesus says, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. Right here and right now. It's our identity as a community. We are salt. We are light. You are all a part of that. You are called and you are good enough just as you are. When I was in college at AM, I was a part of an organization that put on an annual project called The Big Event. The Big Event is the largest one-day student-ran service project in the nation, and it has spread to a number of different campuses now, so maybe you are familiar with it at another campus. One day every spring, the Big Event happens at A&M. Individual students and almost every organization on campus go out and volunteer in their community. It is the student's way of saying thank you to the people who live in the College Station and Bryan area. Anyone who lives in the area can sign up to have a project done around their home. They do not have to be in need. They do not have to meet any specific qualifications other than it has to be a project that can feasibly be completed in a day. The big event takes a lot of hard work throughout the school year to make it what it is. 
we had to go through, we as the organization had to go through every application. We had to go to different homes in the community and assess the sites. We had to organize supplies and assign organizations to specific projects at residents' homes. And on the day of the big event, it is a well-oiled machine. The hard work pays off. And we would see tens of thousands of college students arrive at the parking lot of Reed Arena where supplies would be divvied up and groups would make their way out into the community to serve. The big event wasn't about just one person. It wasn't even about the group of us who put it all together. The big event was and is about college students connecting with the residents of their community. It was about showing gratitude for them because they're the ones who live in a college town that's overrun with college students all of the time. People don't expect a huge number of college students to give up a Saturday to serve. People don't expect for college students to be able to pull off an event with this many moving parts. The big event is an opportunity to college students for them to show that they are the salt of the earth. They are the light of the world. The big event showcases just how selfless college students can be and what a large impact they can make in the world as a community when they choose to be salty and to be bright, when they live into their identities and shine their light to the world. One of my favorite things about these two metaphors that Jesus, is use, Jesus uses in this particular passage, salt and light, is that they are common things. They are God-given elements. They're not man-made and they're not rare. Salt can be found on almost any dinner table. And light is everywhere we go, unless you're in this space and we have some flickering lights. But for the most part, lights are common. They are two elements that are often taken for granted, yet they are two things that can bring about beauty in the world. When salt is added to a food, it can actually enhance the flavors that already occur. It can also overpower, but the gift of salt is that it brings others' flavors forward. It lets them shine. When light shines, we are able to better see. Our senses are enhanced because of what we see around us, thanks to the light. These elements are common, they're humble, they're overlooked, and they truly enhance how we all experience life. How many of you have ever been to the beach? None of you are raising your hands. Raise your hands. Yes, so many of us have been to the beach. Great. How many of you have swam in the ocean? and gotten water in your eyes. Yeah, those hands didn't really shift, okay. Or maybe you had a cut on your body or you had just shaved. How did it feel when you got in the salty ocean water? Not good, right? It stung, it burned. And how many of you have stayed out in the sun a little bit longer than you should have? Or maybe you forgot to apply that second layer of sunscreen. Yeah, I see a lot more hands there too. What happened? You burned. The sunshine is so bright that it leaves your skin 
red and burning. We've talked about how salt and light can enhance and bring about the good in life. But salt and light can also impact in other ways too. Salt can sting. Light can expose. I wonder if Jesus was giving the people a challenge here too. What if Jesus used these common, ordinary elements to challenge the people to be counterculture, to be salty and to speak truth, even if it might sting, to be bright and expose the bad and the corrupt and the broken in the world? What if the call to be salty and bright wasn't only about being their true selves, but also about coming together as a community of believers to turn the world upside down, to choose to do the right thing, even if it's not the cool thing. There is no doubt that Jesus challenges the people, that Jesus challenges each of us to be our true selves to not lose our saltiness, to be authentic, and to turn tables to be salty. When we do this, when we lean into who God calls our community to be, we naturally brighten the world around us. Yeah, there's a risk that it may be uncomfortable. When we are our authentic selves, people may not always accept us. They may not always understand us. When we are salty and bright, we may bring attention to things that the world would rather hide away. We may make things uncomfortable. And still, I believe this is our calling. To not shy away from the uncomfortable. To challenge the status quo. To quote from our baptismal covenant we just heard together, to resist evil and injustice in whatever forms they present themselves. Our calling is to be true to who we are in Christ. We are all beloved and we are all called to together be salty and bright for the kingdom of God. Amen.